Welcome to The Peep, Meaningful Minutes with the Wintonberry Community, an early childhood podcast for parents. This is Episode 5, CPS for Parents, Part 1, Changing Your Lens. This episode is Part 1 of a three-part parent workshop that was given at Wintonberry. For this episode, we are joined by our school social worker. Hi, I'm Kathleen Jandro, the school social worker at Wintonberry, and today I'm going to be talking about CPS for Parents. So that is how to use the collaborative and proactive solutions method at home. For those of you who don't know, this is a new initiative that the district is using um, to help children in general and particularly those who exhibit challenging behaviors. It's also something parents can use at home. So a little bit about CPS. It's a method for proactively addressing challenging behavior in children that was developed by Dr. Ross Green, who is a child psychologist and it is supported by research. Its effectiveness is, is, has been shown in research. Typically, as parents, uh, we are reactive. Our child does something uh, that we would prefer they not do, and we react to that behavior in the moment. CPS is designed to help us think ahead of time uh, about some of the issues that come up and find ways to proactively address them so that hopefully they just aren't coming up at all or at least as often. It's a process that emphasizes skill building and solving problems collaboratively with children. So when I say solving problems collaboratively, um, sometimes people get a little nervous that that means their child is going to be calling the shots, uh, but that's not at all what it means. You You are still in charge. The solutions that that you and your child come up with have to be um, agreeable to both of you. So if it's, you know, if say for example your child is having trouble brushing teeth, uh, the the child suggests that maybe they just don't brush their teeth anymore, uh, that's obviously not something you're going to be agreeing to. So that won't be a solution that the, the two of you move forward with. So both both parties, both the child and the adult, have to come up with some type of solution that both agree with, and that's realistic. And there are three main parts to CPS. Changing your lens, identifying lagging skills and unsolved problems, and then the actual plan B conversation. So today I'm just going to talk about changing your lens. The first step in changing your lens is to examine our own beliefs. Examine your beliefs about why children exhibit challenging behaviors. We all have, you know, beliefs that we've either we grew up with, we, we've heard from friends and relatives about why children are exhibiting behaviors that you know, typically we do not enjoy or appreciate, um, also known as challenging behaviors. And you know some of what we've learned in school or at work, uh, and in addition to what we might have grown up with or known from our, our friends and family, you know, we may have read things or parenting books, etc., that have different theories about why children exhibit challenging behaviors. If we notice that we tend to use words like manipulative, lazy, disrespectful, attention-seeking, annoying, when we're describing either our child or their behavior, uh, we need to shift towards looking more at lagging skills and unsolved problems. Because even though technically the behavior may actually be disrespectful, um, thinking of it and categorizing it that way is not going to move us towards being able to, to solve the problem and eliminate that behavior. And 
really we see challenging behaviors when the expectations of a situation overwhelm the skills needed to manage that situation. And the same, it's the same for, for adults. Um, if we don't have the skills to handle the situation, we're going to see some of our less positive behaviors or less adaptive behaviors. So one of the central tenets, the central beliefs uh, that goes along with shifting your lens and, and CPS in general is that children do well if they can. So this is in comparison to children do well if they want to, um, which is something that, that we have all probably heard at one time or another. But the idea behind the, the CPS method is that if children could do well, they would be doing well because they always want to do well. And I think really, you know, thinking about ourselves, you know, we don't, uh, you know, I don't wake up in the morning and think, wow, I really want to do poorly today. And I hope I can irritate some people. So, and it's the same for children. They're not, they're not out to do things that um, upset people and disrupt the relationships that are important to them. Um, they want to do well because the people around them are important to them and they just need to be able to do well. Also, even different children, with, even within the same family, may need different approaches in order to be successful. So just because one sibling can, you know, say easily, do all the things needed to get ready for school on time, and, and you know, you have a very easy time, you just tell them to do it, they go and do it. It doesn't necessarily mean that their brother or sister is going to react the same way. And so CPS allows children to be addressed as individuals so that they can get what they need. Um, it's the idea that treating children the same is not necessarily treating them fairly because they may have different needs and they require a different approach. So uh, that's one of the things that I really like about CPS is that it brings a child right in to coming up with a solution and it can allow them to express and explain their own individual needs. So it can be a big challenge to shift your lens, um, you know, particularly if you've kind of been looking at behavior in one way for, for a long time. And also if you're having a particularly stressful day or um, your children have had a lot of challenging behaviors in one short amount of time. But I would, you know, encourage everyone to practice as much as possible. Um, shifting the lens, looking at it as, okay, you know, they, they, if they could do well, they would be doing well right now. It's not because they don't want to. And, and what are the, what is the situation that's overwhelming their skills? And once you have some practice at that, then it, um, you can kind of move on to the next step, which I will talk about in the next podcast, which is how to identify and how to word the unsolved problems. To be notified when part two of this series is available, along with other new episodes, check the paper newsletter or subscribe in the Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts apps. Please visit our website, wec.bloomfieldschools.org, for a PowerPoint of what Mrs. Jandro discussed, along with other resources. Thanks for listening.